Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. You got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. February, uh, February the uh, 8th, 2020. Hushmo, I almost forgot what day it is. How y'all doing out there? Hey, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Hey, celebrating my birthday week this week, y'all. Yeah, my birthday was Tuesday, the 4th of February. Yeah, I came into this world. It was a rainy, dark, and dreary night in Georgia that uh, the Hushmo came on uh, the scene back in 1945. Oh, hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, oh. Hey, I ain't no shame in my game, man. Yeah, three quarters of a century, y'all. Yeah. Three quarters of a century. Hey, when I came around in 1945, the life expectancy of uh, an African-American male was like 59 and a half, y'all. So I I beat that rep. I beat that rep already. I'm living on bar time, yeah. Or, <laughs> hey, I ain't going nowhere. No time soon. I mean, oh no, I'm. I got some aches and pains. I got some aches and pains, but uh, don't we all? I've got a great show lined up for y'all tonight. Got a call in one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. That's a free call in to the Hushmo Black Forum. We don't take many calls out here. We prefer to call to talk out at the uh at my audience. Not not because I'm scared. I just uh find it uh works better for me. We will take a call or two if you got Something important to contribute. I don't know what kind of trial that was in the Senate, y'all. No witnesses, no documents, no nothing. They let um, Donald Trump off the hook. They let the president off the hook, y'all. This guy's got to be right there behind 
Andrew Johnson as the uh, worst president that I can, uh, well, certainly in my lifetime, but just uh, looking back in history. Now, uh, I can't. No, I, I'm I'm just talking about now Andrew Johnson in my mind. He was one of the three presidents that's been impeached so far. Andrew Johnson, uh, Bill Clinton, and now, now uh, Donald Trump. Um, but by far, uh, I've got Andrew Johnson as the uh, absolute worst uh, president that we've had. But the Donald, the Donald got about nine more months, and he could. Uh, He could surpass him, yeah. Oh, he running he running his clothes second right now. <laughs> but he he could he could really pass this uh Andrew Johnson character. I'm I'm serious. This is this is almost unbelievable what we got up there in that White House right now. I no, I've never seen anything like it. And they talking about the economy, this and the He's doing this. And hey, listen, I don't, you know, I've been around, like I said, 75 years, and I don't care about no economy. I don't care about any of the crazy false lies that uh, is being spread about what this guy's doing and, and this or that. That guy needs to be out of there come election day, y'all. I'm sorry. He needs to be out of there, and I don't care how what kind of economy uh, is uh, uh, we got going? It doesn't matter to me. Uh, we need to get that guy out of there because he is really uh, a cancer on uh, on the country. And uh, if we go any further, I'm afraid it might uh, mess metastasize. Uh, throughout the society, and I believe it already has uh, in some parts of uh, our society. Yeah, it's, you know what he's doing is just don't make no sense, y'all. And uh, the people that are following along like sheep's off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> I'm still some of the politicians we got up there in the country now. I don't know. We just need to clean house in that Senate, yeah. The Republicans, we need to get rid of half. We need to get rid of 30 Republican senators, yeah. 30 of them need to go. I do got a lot more respect for Mitt Mitt Romney, uh, but he's about the only one I can uh, point to that... uh, That's worth a grain of salt, yeah. That's worth a grain of salt on that Republican side. I mean, you know, I thought the Senate, the Senate, is, was there, was charged with uh, putting on an impartial trial of the president that the Congress, the House of Representatives, impeached, brought their case before the Senate, proved it, 
And uh, you're going to come off with this sham uh, 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 tra- something. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a trial. I'm not sure what it was. But it's, it's uh, certainly disheartening that uh, that uh, we'd have such a spectacle. in the uh the United States Senate. I'm just uh flabbergasted that uh, uh that uh well first of all and and I mean already he done started uh Heading back at his uh, the people that testified against him, he done fired uh, Colonel Vidman, who testified against him. Vidman fired him, marched him off the White House grounds. Uh, <laughs> marched his military decorated uh, war hero off the off the White House grounds, and, and at the same time. Uh, Handed out a, some kind of Freedom Mel's Rush Limbaugh. This is the biggest joke I've ever seen. This is a joke, yeah. Not only did he fire uh, uh, Colonel uh, Vindman, he fired his brother. <laughs> he fired the guy's brother who was an attorney and also a military person. This person that served this country. Uh, put their lives on the land for this country and they get this dog draft dodger in the White House. Uh, <laughs> it, it's unbelievable, y'all. Well, we have to say it don't make no sense. They talk about he's doing a good job on the economy. This guy ain't doing nothing. <laughs> this guy inherited a, 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 a great economy. He inherited it uh, Unemployment was under five percent when he took office, y'all. Don't come in with this junk about he got the lowest this and the best that. He inherited a, a, a great economy and low unemployment. He has done nothing uh, to mess it. Well, yes, he done things to mess it up, but uh, just so happened that was on such a a, a positive trajectory. Uh, he hasn't been able to because uh, you know. The tax cuts that he put in uh, helped the rich. I mean, but it didn't help poor people, y'all. Stop it. Stop all this craziness and get this guy out of that. Uh, we need to get him out of that come November the 3rd, y'all. Everybody need to get out and vote, which is what I'll be doing. Get out and vote. This is urgent that we... Uh, uh, <clears throat> remove this cancer. <clears throat> remove this cancer, y'all, from uh, from the White House. Hold up, y'all. See if I can do something with this mic. See if I can do something with the mic. Hey, y'all, this thing is trying to. Uh, I'm just trying to bring it up a little bit. Can you hear me now? Uh, you know, it's, I'm so disappointed in uh, uh, my fellow citizens uh, 
that uh, especially the ones that uh, claim to be some kind of Christian, <laughs> the evangelical uh, Christians <laughs> uh, who claim that uh, they don't want an angel for president, the president don't have to be an angel, but yet they bowing down at the altar of a devil. <laughs> it don't make sense. None of this makes sense, you know, to me. None of this. None of this makes sense to me, y'all. I don't know. Uh, we gotta stay prayed up. I know that. Somebody said you gotta, you gotta stay prayed up through this old craziness. Uh, not only the fire, uh, now he, I'm glad, uh, Vanovich, the ambassador of Ukraine, she left. She got the heck on. It's a good thing, too, because they was already, uh, her safety was in danger. It was in, uh, her uh, safety, uh, her life was in danger. That's what it amounts to. Uh, <clears throat> you had some scoundrel like Rudy Giuliani running around. <laughs> this, is, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. You got this henchman running around <laughs> threatening uh, uh, this American uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, patriot. Uh, working in a dangerous, crazy situation over there in the Ukraine, a 30-year veteran of the, the uh, Foreign uh, Service, and uh, you got somebody like Giuliani running around uh, digging up dirt, uh, putting this lady's uh, safety in jeopardy. She had to leave. She had to leave that place on a train in the middle of the night, a plane in the middle of the night, getting out of there. Yeah, that don't make no sense. It makes no sense to me. And then he messed around, and another guy testified against him was this ambassador to the EU, Sutherland. He fired him. And this guy that gave him a million dollars to his campaign. I know he wish he had that million dollars back now. I wonder if Trump going to give him that million dollars back. I wonder if Trump going to give him that million dollars back he gave him. For his, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This guy done turned the government into his own, uh, uh, um, a, a mob. He's turned our government into his own personal mob. Uh, <laughs> these people are gangsters, yo. He got the United. He got the executive branch of our government acting as a mob, a gangster mob with him in charge. He uh, people better watch their back. And you got Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio too. Uh, the cowardest something I ever seen in my life. A bunch of cowards up there. Cow. Bowing down to this uh, uh, make-believe uh, fake uh, of uh, a president. I don't know. I, I'm uh, well right now. I'm a, 
I don't know who's going to beat him, but whoever the Democrats wind up uh, nominating, I will be out there uh, working all, with all my might to get that guy elected. Uh, I don't care right now. I, I don't have no preference. Uh, I am leaning toward Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg and uh, I think right now with the candidates that's left, uh, Michael Bloomberg, believe it or not, is my second choice. <laughs> He's just got in it. But Mike Bloomberg is going to be my second choice. I got the uh, uh, the mayor of uh, Fort Wayne, uh, what is it, where is it? The mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete, he's only 38 years old, gay, still, but he's the sharpest one, I'll tell you that right now. Mayor Pete is the sharpest one of those uh, candidates. Uh, I don't know if he's got enough experience. He is a military veteran. Yeah, served in Afghanistan. You know, it counts a lot for me, being a disabled veteran myself, uh, that counts a lot. The president we've got in the office now is a draft dodger. Yeah, that guy's a draft dodger, yeah. I ain't, you know, calling it like I see it. He's a draft dodger. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, But, like I said, whoever uh, wound up winning that thing, I'm going to be 100% behind uh that uh, Democratic candidate, because we've got to do all we can to um, to get this guy out of the White House. So he's messing up the country. He's messing up the country, yeah. It's just as simple as that. I uh didn't anybody watch the debate up in New Hampshire. Uh I you know, I looked at bits and parts of it, but like I said, I don't care. Who come out of that thing? Any one of those candidates is ten times better than Donald Trump. Ten times. Either one of the Democratic candidates is ten times better than Donald Trump. So that's I'm not making too much of a fuss about who uh, is going to come up. Victorious, I let them deal with that for the most part. I uh, don't have no real favorite, uh, but like I said, the, the way I got it ranked right now is Pete Buttigieg and Mike Bloomberg. Those are my two candidates. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. Now, I'm kind of like uh, I don't have anything against uh, Elizabeth Warren or uh, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, Either one of those candidates, even uh, uh, 
Joe Biden. Now, you know, Joe uh, uh, is my third uh, on the list, but uh, I don't know. Joe's uh, Trump done drug him and his family through this through the weeds. So I'm not sure if he. Uh, just get the energy to uh, to uh, to beat Trump. Or oh, I mean, to go up against him. I know he can beat him. Any any one of those candidates can beat Trump. That's, I'm just worried about his health more than anything. I'm worried about his health more than anything because I think any of them could beat the Donald. I think mean, you know any of them can beat the Donald. I uh, it's Black History Month, y'all. Yeah. February, you know, February is Black History Month. We're gonna do a little Black History uh, segment. Yeah, we're gonna do it on reparations. Yeah, we're gonna kick off our. You know, we we advocate for reparations for America's African descent. We've always been an advocate for reparations. Uh, I think, uh, well, I don't think I know they're owed uh, reparations for. Uh, and my my advocacy for uh, reparations has to do with. Uh, 14th Amendment violations, and we'll get into it the second half of the show tonight. We're going to take the second half to talk about uh, black history. How many knew that uh, the guy that wrote The Three Musketeers, you all familiar with Three Musketeers? Yeah? Okay. Three Musketeers was written by uh, Alexandra Dumas. Alexandra Dumas, who, by the way, is black. I, I had no idea, yeah. This guy is black. Oh, you know, he got black blood. But his father, the Count of Monte Cristo, he also wrote the Count of Monte Cristo, who uh, was black. The Count of Monte Cristo. Mother was a black slave. Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, it's Black History Month. It's a little known Black History. The Count of Monte Cristo was black. Period. I don't. Yeah. Hey, we got you know a lot of history that uh, they uh, keep hid. Yeah. <laughs> His little history they're trying to keep it from the masses, but yeah, the Mother County, uh, that guy was black. I got to get to this island where they say he had a bunch of treasures. Next time I'm in Europe, I'm going to try to make it my business to get to this little island. I think it's off the coast of. Uh, France, somewhere down there in the Mediterranean. Elba, is Elba the name of the island? Oh, no, Monte, Monte Cristo is the name of the little island. I think it's about, don't, I think the French kind of, 
I boarded the little uh, town up, the little island up. I think it's about four or five people live on the island now, and uh, most of them are the guard and the keepers that live there. But uh, you can put in a request if you want to go visit the little island. You can't take nothing off of it. <laughs> oh, no, you can't take nothing off that place. That's what they say. I don't know. You know, I'm just going by. <laughs> You see, but they say you can't take nothing off that last baby. There's supposed to be some hidden treasure there. There's supposed to be some hidden treasure there, yeah. And I just would like to get his hands on some of that. Uh... Well, a bunch of pirates uh, used this little island back in the day. Story has it that they uh, stashed a bunch of confiscated treasury there. Where in the movie, you know, the Count of Monte Cristo uh, found all that treasury. <laughs> he found all of it. And, uh, when uh, he found it and uh, <clears throat> when uh, I don't know, extracted revenge on whoever sent him to prison. You know, they sent him to jail. So so goes the story. Now, I think it was based on pretty much, uh, well, I don't know if it was based on a true story, but the, uh, uh, Alexandria, Alexandra Dumas was a black general in the French army. Behind, uh, he's behind, uh, well, he was right there with Napoleon Bonaparte. Tell me, Napoleon Bonaparte gave him some kind of war. This guy was a heck of a general, too, by the way. Uh, this guy was a heck of a general. And uh, well, I understand that Napoleon gave him some kind of award. And, uh Yeah. At least uh, history has it anyway. That's Alexandra Dumas. The son, Alexandra Dumas, uh, wrote the story of uh, wrote the story uh, about the Three Musketeers and the Count of Monte Cristo. But uh, I just got in this. I didn't know that guy was black. Uh, I didn't know he was black. But that's all part of your black history. Now, now y'all know. Now you know. Hey, we're gonna take a quick pause for for the calls, y'all. We we'll be right back. You got me, Hushville driving this train. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushville Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the High School Black Forum. It's about 7.30 here in the ATL, y'all. Yeah. Browner Brothers. Browner Brothers hair shows in town, yeah. I don't know how many beauticians and barbers you got. we got out there in the audience. Yeah, Browner Brothers are black uh, hair products company from Atlanta here. Uh, the Browner Brothers, they... They uh they've been around Atlanta for I don't know how long, yeah. They uh that whole family, uh I don't know, I mean is five, six, seven brothers. Well the parents was got started around here way back. I guess they was around here in the forties or fifties big in Atlanta doing uh all kind of uh cosmetics and hair products. Uh, now they they put on this big show. I think it's twice a year. I know once in February. I think they have another one in the summer sometime here, August. But uh, this one that started today is really big. Uh, uh, they've been putting it on for years. For years, I mean, if you're looking for the latest in black beauty product, hair products. Uh, you're a beautician or a barber or whatever. Uh, this is a place. This is a show that uh, you want to be sure to partake in. To uh, to uh, you know, keep keep abreast of uh, the latest. And greatest of uh, what's going on in the world of black beauty. Uh, yeah, Brown and Brothers. Uh, what do they call that thing? I, I was down by the J. Let's see. Hey, can I pull it up here? Let's pull it up and see if see exactly what uh, how they I know it's a, it used to be just a Brunner Brothers hair hair show. But I think they do other things. I I'm pretty sure they ventured into different types of uh, beauty products. I'm not sure, I believe. Uh, uh, oh, that's where they uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, Browner Brothers International Beauty Show. Okay, so yeah, February eighth through the tenth. Uh, Browner Brothers International Beauty Show, which uh, uh, that you know, just judging by that, I'm assuming that they branched out into more than just uh, they branched out into more than just. Uh, 
hair products, but uh, into other things. The nation's largest professional trade show dedicated to multicultural beauty. The Brunner Brothers Beauty Show. The Brunner Brothers Beauty Show's goal is to help inspire, educate, and elevate cosmetology professionals, students, and the multicultural beauty industry. Register now for access to panels and workshops to help take your creativity and technical skills to the next level. Okay, Dave. Had pretty stressed, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've uh, gotten to be quite uh, sophisticated. I uh, was a great business, too. The Brown and Brothers, they run a great, great business. I know a couple of, well, I know one, one of the brothers. I uh, haven't seen them in years, but uh, always great, great people. Uh, they do do that show and they have a fashion show at the end of it I believe uh, yeah they always have it during Black History Month too by the way it's February so yeah you know in February uh, the Brahma Brothers are going to be coming to the ATL putting on their show uh, I uh uh Hey, uh, my Hawks made a move. Hey, we talk at sports now, y'all. We talk at sports. Kansas City won that thing. <laughs> Kansas City won that thing. Well, I had Kansas City going in, but they uh, had the hush on the on the edge there for a while. But then I realized that uh, Kansas City been coming back all year. They've been coming back all year, y'all. They got down about 10 points. I was getting a little nervous. But uh, they came charging back. They came charging back, y'all. Won that thing. Uh, What was it, 31 to 20? Yeah, they won that thing. It wasn't easy. That was a good game. One of the better Super Bowls I've seen. One of the better Super Bowls that I've seen. I uh, I'm ready for the draft. I've got the perfect draft for uh, the Falcons, uh, my team. I got the perfect.
draft. Yeah, if they're talking about two or the guy from Alabama is going to slide. If two are slide down to sixteen, there's just no way in the world that the Falcons can pass on that guy, and they know that our quarterback is getting on up there in age. If Tua from Alabama slide down to sixteen. We, you know, that's not even a close. Uh, we we don't even have to think, uh, uh, but about two seconds. <laughs> you, you know, I'm not even going. If he's on that board at 16, we. Uh, <laughs> we ain't got no. Uh, uh, we ain't got nothing to do but to. Uh, uh, Make that pick and keep moving. We can set him on the bench for two years. Let him. He had a hip problem. Just let him properly heal and uh, uh, get a feel for the game for the next two seasons. And we, uh, no doubt, have one of the best uh, quarterbacks out there, y'all. Yeah, that would be my play. Arthur looking for something to fill that stadium. <laughs> he better get to her. If you want to fill that stadium up, he better get to her. That wouldn't even be close, y'all. Yeah. I wouldn't even think twice about it at all. Uh-uh. Shoot. Oh, no. If Tua is there, I'm taking him. The Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, got a player. Who do we get? They got somebody. Now I can't keep up with all these trades because I don't watch the game like I used to. Sports. Now I, I used to be, uh, you know, into just about all of the sports. But here, lately, I've been keeping up with the. Uh, I haven't been keeping up as much with uh, I let's see uh, who did the Hawks get the Hawks trade Hawks got two or three different play, uh, players Uh, let's see. Who did we get? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me get. Let's see if we can pull this up real quick, cause I, I thought that uh, the guy that we got. I don't know how, how good the guy is. I never even heard of him. Like I said, I haven't. Uh, he came from the Houston Rockets. Why the Rockets trade him? If he's so great, why did they trade him? That's my, you know, just that's how I think about it. I mean, they were in the middle of the playoff. This guy is so great. Why in the world are you trading him? Yeah, it's a question worth asking. Yeah, because, you know, why are you trading somebody? Atlanta's 
14 and 39. Sounded pretty, that sounded a good record. We did last, yeah. We no, we Cleveland got us by one game. They thirteen and thirty nine. <laughs> Somebody's twelve. Golden State is twelve and forty. Now Golden State might be trying to suck, but I don't see no ain't no dominant players out there in college. Ain't no dominant players out there in college that I can you know that I know anything about. To y'all, right, let's look. Let's look. Atlanta Hawks. I I don't know. What was this game? I I don't know. What was this game played? Huh? Uh, yeah. when when did we play this game, yeah? Anybody know? Dallas. Where's the box score right here? I want to see the box score. Mm. Ah, uh, information. Oh, that's 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 why. Get back out of there. That's that's crazy. I didn't think we had a game like this because uh, that, that game was a while back. Mm-hmm. Our next game will be tomorrow. Yeah, we play tomorrow. Uh, mm. What? What? What's what's going on, you guys? Out. Who is this character? I don't even know who he is. Uh, We we just got all these. uh, Characters brought them in here and they all hurt. Hey, now come on! If you you're running a professional sports organization and you make a trade, trying to improve your team, and you trade and you bring somebody in here that's already hurt, 
man, come on. I mean, they need to fire that general manager. I mean, you can't. Hey, what good is the guy doing? Uh, you know, the guy how good he is if he ain't playing. Why are you bringing him in here? We need help right now. We need able bodies who can step out there on that floor and uh, perform. It don't make sense, y'all. No, it don't make sense. Why are you bringing somebody in here that can't play? Hey, somebody. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, that's crazy. I don't. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. We got in from the blazes. Shoot. Come on, y'all. I don't know. Um, we just got this guy. We got him. We got this character. See, <laughs> who's this guy? Skyle, Skyle Labisir. I I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Yeah. Mm. He's averaging 5.8 points and five rebounds a game <laughs> from Kentucky. Uh, I don't know. We got somebody else, though. We got this other guy. I don't know. We... I don't know. We got another guy. We're going to have to see how this team looks when they put them together. <sighs> I've never seen a guy. I've just never seen him play, you uh... He might be great. 
don't know. Yeah, we'll see in a couple of weeks if these. We'll see in a couple of weeks. Hmm. Right now, I, I like I said, I ain't been to a basketball game in two or three years. I don't even know. Yeah, Bernie James is going to be tough, yeah. He's going to be tough. He's pretty tough already. Mm-hmm. He's pretty tough. I ain't covering this high school kid. That's, that's, I'm a little, I mean, come on. You're putting a lot of pressure on this guy. Back I can shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are all over Gail King for something she said, something about Kobe Bryant. I don't I don't I don't understand it. 
after uh, leaving a lady alone. I mean, she got a job to do. That's my take on that. Leave her alone. She got a job to do. Yeah. Hey. Uh, what's going on here? Oh, okay, let's get out of there. We, uh, hey, I was coming up on, uh, coming up on 8 o'clock. Facebook friends, how y'all? Must be a Barberton boy. How clean as he is. Marcellus Ripley. What's up, homeboy? Boy, you're awful clean there. Yeah, we, Yeah. Quandronet Ivory. I want to thank everybody for the birthday, happy birthday wishes on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh Hey, Miss um, Betty Pritchard, she's at uh, Hook and Real Cajun Seafood and Bar, Lanham, 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 Maryland.
Well, it looks like they got some kind of spread here. Wow, that's a nice house they got somewhere in Maryland in the country. Yeah, some kind of house out there in the country. Wow. Somebody said uh, Bernie is not a real Democrat. Well, he said he's a socialist, so he owned up to that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know who's going to win that thing, but uh, right now, I contend. That uh, any one of those candidates is ten times better than Donald Trump. Not not twice, but ten times. Ten times better. Ten times better than any one of those candidates. Yeah, I, 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 hey, uh, I don't know. You know, Joe is starting to look kind of old, yeah. 
I'm serious. Starting to look kind of old. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's 8 o'clock in the ATL. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls here. We'll come back and we'll try to get into a little uh, Black History Month, yeah? A little Black History. Got to take on reparations. I want to hand up for you. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Pesco Back Forum. We had a call over, couldn't get to him. Uh, do have a call in, one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. That's a free call into the Pesco Black Forum. Uh, we got a caller holding out there, but uh, we weren't able to uh, get to him. Uh, we do apologize. Uh, had some technical issues, but it's Black History Month, y'all. Yeah. February uh, twenty twenty twenty. I don't know why they gave us February or who gave us February as a uh, Black History Month, the shortest month of the year, of course. But uh, I think it was Carter G. Woodson, a uh, great, great educator. Uh, uh, civil rights uh, leader, early civil rights leader back in the day uh, that uh, wrote the book uh, The Miseducation of the uh, Negro Carter, Carter G. Woodson. I think he came up with a uh, black uh, holiday and then it stretched into a week. And Back in the 20s, I believe this thing started. Uh, it has evolved into a the uh, entire month of uh, February that uh, America's African descent to uh, celebrate uh, uh, their history, their history here in this country for the most part. Uh, but uh, just uh, uh, the African diaspora I suppose uh, I like to uh, to uh, lift up and highlight, uh, and you know, we we out here on the Hushville uh, Black Forum do advocate for uh, reparations for Americans of African descent because not because of uh, slavery so much, uh, although. A lot of my uh, peers do uh, believe that uh, reparations is due uh, because of uh, slavery uh, here in this country, the shadow slavery that uh, America's reference since suffered uh, some 300 years here in uh, the United States. But I mean, my... uh, my take on that is uh, on reparations is a little different. I believe that uh, we'll do reparations because of uh, 14th Amendment, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment violations after the Civil War was over that uh, I lay my claim to uh, reparations. I mean, uh, uh, my family, my people were uh, seriously injured uh uh, because of the Jim Crow separate equal laws that uh, was put in place after after the Civil War was over, uh, those uh, uh, violations uh, uh, severely handicapped uh, uh, America's reference from uh, acclimating fully uh, into uh, uh, the American society uh, after the Civil War. Uh, and I believe that uh, we'll do reparation for that. 
uh, plus the, uh, the monumental uh, case uh, in uh, 1896 kind of codified all of the Jim Crow separate equal laws that have been put in place by the various states into a national law. codified into a national law in 1896 that, uh, uh, yes, indeed, uh, the government could practice de jure racism. And, yeah, it was legal to separate uh, Americans of African descent out of uh, white society, out of uh, the society at large. They could separate us out. That's what that case was about, that Plessy v. Ferguson case. That's what it was about, y'all. It was about separating uh, Americans of African descent out of uh, white society. It's as simple as that. They drug Homer Plessy, the, uh, the main character in that trial, off of a train in Louisiana and... Uh, do him in a cattle car somewhere by himself, <laughs> uh, effectively dragging him out of uh, violating this 14th Amendment uh, protections and every other kind of due process there. And, and uh, yeah, codifying all of uh, the Jim Crow laws with that uh, with that uh, plastic decision there, y'all. And so from 1865 to 1954, by the way, Brown v. Board of Education in 1954 did set aside Plessy. Once they set aside Plessy, uh, we were Americans of African descent, uh, born before that 1954 decision, were directly uh, injured by the separate equal laws and could have and should have a petition to court right then in 1954 for financial uh, uh, reparations, uh, uh, and uh, because they had won the case, they won the case. Thurgood Marshall and his uh, legal team won that, uh, headed up by uh, Charles Hamilton Houston, by the way, who had died some four years prior, 1950, before that case was uh, argued uh, by Thurgood Marshall and his team in 1954. Uh, but yeah, and and I mean, that's. That 1954 case was uh, 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 argued on the merits of school integration, but it was about uh, 14th Amendment uh, uh, violations. And uh, uh, once uh, once they uh, they, they won the case and the court said that the separate equal, the separate equal was inherently unequal, uh, you know, that covered the whole spectrum, y'all. You can't, they talk about, oh, that was a narrowly defined, you know, such thing as a narrowly defined uh, separate equal case. <laughs> not, not when it pertains to 14th Amendment rights. I mean, if separate equal, uh, if, if, if it's uh Unequal in one case is unequal in every case dealing with my 14th Amendment rights here in this country, y'all. Come on, that's crazy. Don't let anybody tell you about how narrow of an argument or decision somehow 
uh, Brown was. Brown set aside Plessy. Plessy codified all of the separate equal laws, all of the, all of the Jim Crow uh, uh, separate equal laws in the South and in the country. They codified all of them into a national law. That's why you got uh, discrimination in the workplace and the school place and uh, every other kind of uh, uh, the housing, the real estate, uh, you know, all that, all of uh, that stuff was uh, done uh, through separate equal laws. And uh, we're not, uh, we're not going to uh, allow uh, somebody to tell me that how narrowly Brown was when uh, Plessy uh, kind of had all those things together. It was a stereotypes of separate equals. Yeah, Plessy was. So yeah. once that gets set aside, it didn't just set aside part of it. It set aside all of Plessy. It said that Brown set aside Plessy in its entirety. Yeah, all of the Jim Crow laws that it's codified was set aside. Yeah, those laws injured uh, my people and me uh, and were due uh, reparations. That's not a hard, you know, it's not some kind of mystery uh, 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 <laughs> uh, argument. You know, it's, it's plain, you know. Uh, and until uh, that debt is paid, um, that skill of justice is always going to be uh, uh, out of balance. Yeah? Until reparations is paid to America's record and sent the skill of justice in this country will always uh, be out of balance. It's just a... I, uh, a law of nature uh, yeah there this zero yeah we uh We got a little, uh, my take on reparation, by the way. Let me key it up for you to have you listen to it, and we'll uh, discuss it a little more on the back side of it, yeah. My uh, complaint with most of our uh, black historians uh, when dealing with the uh, subject of uh, reparations for America's reactiveness, I find that most of of them leave out the most uh, important part of. the cornerstone of my argument, which is uh, the Southern Homestead Act, which set aside some 46 million acres of property for uh, the ex-slaves in 1866. 46 million acres in five southern states, uh, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Florida, uh, Mississippi. Uh, And that that law was repealed in uh, 1876 under under uh, uh, rather uh, dubious uh, uh, circumstances, uh, where uh, the northern uh, uh, 
elite got together with the southern elite and made a deal and repealed not only the Southern Homestead Act, but did away with the uh, Freemen's Bureau, uh, the banks uh, that the blacks had uh, started and all that stuff. Yeah, the, so the Southern Homestead Act was uh, the property that uh, the slaves should have acquired, but because of the Southern uh, uh, whites uh, real uh, against it for fear of losing their uh, free labor, uh, that uh, none of that land, or very little of that land, was ever uh, dispersed. Uh, when the law was repealed in 1876, 43 million acres of the 46 went back uh, to the federal government. And over time, what happened to it, uh, the big uh, capitalist uh, uh, companies uh, like George Pacific uh, wound up with in possession of that land and made billions of dollars off of it over time. That is that is a cornerstone of my argument for reparations, along with uh, uh, the uh, uh, them taking away uh, taking away my Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, uh, taking away my Fourteenth Amendment uh, protections there. So yeah, that uh, that whole thing uh, about uh, reparations, I bases on Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, uh, Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, rights, uh, uh, like thereof, uh, when the, uh, due to the separate equal laws that uh, injured uh, America's afterness uh, for some hundred years after that Civil War was over. That is critical to my argument. Uh, now, I I don't uh, I don't uh, disagree with anybody who's uh, uh, arguing or making an argument for reparations. I'm with anybody who. Uh, is on that uh, bandwagon. Uh, but I just uh, feel as though uh, uh, we need more than one argument, apparently. Uh, we need all the arguments we can get, all the advocacy we can get uh, uh, for that, uh, for those uh, reparations. And I contend that in 1954, when Brown overturned uh, the Board of Education, we, uh, we no longer needed uh, any kind of uh, we didn't need a uh, 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 well since then we don't we don't need to go back to court and litigate that thing because Brown said uh, in fact that uh, the separate equal laws injured people. Separate equal laws was inherently uh, unequal and injured millions of uh, Americans. Americans of African descent. Anybody who uh, was born prior to uh, that May fifteenth, nineteen fifty four date was directly injured by those laws. I uh, am one of those. I uh, was one of those. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 without uh, 14th Amendment protections. It injured me and my family uh, in a big, big way. So, yeah, we're not going to uh, uh, forget about that. That. I'm always going to demand that there's no way right now with the economic disparity between uh, uh, with the economic disparities between uh, the various uh, communities here in the country, it's more vital than ever that we uh, demand that uh, the Justice Department go back and look uh, uh, at that 1954 decision uh, in that America's Rapidness that uh, who was around the uh, a, a petition the court for uh, injuries. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it's not a hard uh, uh, argument. It's not, you know, it's nothing uh, mysterious about my argument. Uh, just look at history. Just look at uh, uh, what has transpired in this country, uh, starting in 1866 uh, uh, with the Southern Homestead Act in 1877 with the repeal of it and uh, 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 trace our history. The separate equal laws, how it injured us throughout society, the workplace, the school place, the public place, and everywhere else, uh, doing uh, tremendous damage to uh, uh, America's record uh economically, socially, in every kind of other way you could think of. So, yeah, we uh, was injured by the laws of the country, by the laws of the country. And uh, we uh, will do reparations. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that's part of my take on it. Um, you know, I mainly talk about their uh, just uh, 14th Amendment violations, but if you really dig down into it, uh, it also includes 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment violations because uh, when you look at it, uh, that 1865 Civil Rights Act um was directly was a direct result of the thirteenth amendment, the amendment that freed the slaves. Uh that thing tied right into it and that thing is still in play today. That first Civil Rights Act of eighteen sixty five is still in effect today. And uh um uh, uh that thing was just stepped all over with these uh, separate equal laws that was put in place after 1865. So when we, we start talking about, when I start talking about uh, 14th Amendment violations, uh, know that that also includes 13th and 15th uh, Amendment violations. Uh, uh, so it, it uh, oh yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind we'll do uh, reparations. That, I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, uh I'm not trying to uh, uh you know be the dead horse, but I truly believe I truly believe that uh until um reparations are paid uh the skills of justice will be unbalanced here in this country. you can't have. Uh, and right now, and it might have something to do with the uh, uh, moral corruption that's uh, 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 seeping in uh, in our society. Uh, 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 moral uh, compasses are skewed. Uh, that's the only thing that I can see that accounts for. Uh, People are electing uh, Donald Trump as president. Yeah, I'm serious. Something is crazy. Uh, that guy uh, is uh, <laughs> uh, in over his head as president. Yeah, he's in over here. Maybe in over a lot more uh, dealing uh, with the, the Russians and all that stuff. That stuff is still crazy on my mind. Uh, we don't know. We we still got a lot. 
to uncover it. There's a lot that's going to be uncovered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Hmm. Let's Wow. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg just called out Oprah and uh, Gail King. Um, yeah. Like I said, I hate to see. Uh, Uh, a public display of uh, hostilities in the uh, community like that. I really uh, need to uh, keep all under all under control. I mean, we, you know. Uh, you know, I, I still, you know, just, uh, still traumatized from the death of Kobe Bryant, first of all, and, uh, just let the guy, uh, rest in peace. I wish everyone would just let him rest in peace. I mean, his family has still got a young, a beautiful family that uh, need our prayers, and uh, we just don't need to be, uh, Making that public spectacle, and we got enough problems. We got enough uh, people with their foot on our throats, rather than you know we piling on ourselves. Uh, we don't need that. I'm sorry, we just don't need it. I, you know, and you know, hey. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, uh, what else going on on Black History Month? Um, well, it's my birthday, so I got some history. I'm always going to have some history uh, this month because I was born in February. They're going to change the month. Let's be that guy. They're going to change Black History Month because the Hushman was born in Hey, come on, y'all. Don't start no stuff. I ain't got that kind of clout. 
ain't got that kind of clout. They gonna change a month because of it. <laughs> hey, I'm part of I'm part of Black History. Oh, they talking about change the month now. The peanut gallery talking about they gonna change the they gonna change Black History Month. Hey, give me some play, come on. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm just saying, y'all. We did have a, a real good birthday here. Uh, let's see, I still got. Uh, well, I I got a couple of gift certificates. Well, I'll take a, I'll take a, uh, why you, you feel like you ever got something to get a hush mo? Hey, hey, ain't no shame in my game. Drop it off. Drop it off to the hush mo. We'll, uh, thank you for it. We'll thank you for it. Yeah. We just joined this golf league, y'all, this new golf league this year. We get started Monday. Oh, it's a bunch of old folks. See, I got to play. I got to play. I don't. I, you know, I have to play uh, according to my means here. I ain't, I ain't no. Mm-mm. I ain't, I, yeah, we play we play all over. They play different courses, about twenty courses. Okay, it's about I got the schedule somewhere out there. It's about twenty courses. Let's see, do I got it? Let's see, let's see, do I got a, Do I got it on my phone here? Some of them, some of them are pretty good. You know, we play. I I've been playing golf about forty years, y'all. Huh? Handicap. <laughs> Somebody, oh, that was a question. So, uh, when I joined this thing here, the guy wants to know, right, what's your handicap? Uh, it's not very handy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, you know, I've never... Never got a handicap, because, you know, like, first of all, we we just play. I just play for fun. We we never try to get no handicap. But I, if I, you know, if I had to try to get a handicap, I thought I needed a handicap. I bet you I could. Uh, what y'all? Uh, I bet my handicap would be about uh, probably about seventeen. <laughs> hey, they don't say my game. Y'all. I don't know. That's seventeen over par. <laughs> yeah, I about to shoot in the old nineties of her really. Put my eye to it. I probably could shoot in the low nineties, I guess. I don't know. If I really put my mind to it. Polar Bear Fun Tournament. Lake Spivey Golf Club, 8255 Clubhouse, Hawaii, Jonesboro, Georgia. 
Yeah. down in Jonesboro. Mm -mm. I I don't know. Um, that's just a little fun thing. That that don't count for nothing. This first tournament Monday. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see how this thing go here. Because one thing, these guys like to uh, not gamble. But they, you know, they put two or three dollars on a hole or something like that. Small stuff, but still, that's why I ain't no gambling, y'all. <laughs> not when it comes to playing golf. I don't play that good. I don't, you know, I play pretty. I I enjoy the game. Now, I, oh no, I didn't say I was this or that. I ain't no Tiger Woods. You ain't gonna mistake me for Tiger. <laughs> you you ain't gonna mistake. Hey, the husband ain't gonna ever be mistaken for Tiger, y'all. I'm gonna let you, let you know that right now. We ain't, uh, but we do. But they, you know, a lot of folks go when they go out there to play. You know, they might play like a dollar hole or some crazy scoring. But you ain't gonna lose no more than two or three dollars. Okay. I don't know. I'll. Uh, I will see how it go, cause I, like I said, I don't like to, I don't like to gamble at this game myself. I ain't scared. I, I mean, not to, you know, cause I, everybody out there is about the same. You know, I ain't no real. <laughs> what are you playing against Tiger Woods? I ain't no Tiger Woods gonna be out there. Oh no, ain't no Tiger Woods gonna be out there, y'all. And I know that, but still, I. uh I don't know. I I never I never thought about uh how they gonna play this thing. They don't want you moving the balls. <laughs> Is that part of it? <laughs> hey but I'm just saying they don't want you touching the balls and all that crazy stuff. Come on, y'all. We just fun, and now they're going to take the fun out of the game. Excuse me. They're going to take the fun out of the game if they get too serious with it. 
Professor Lakes. Hampton's right there, all over my hometown down there. Yeah, there's so many. Noonan, Griffin. McDonough, Stelvia, Noonan. Canongale, oh shoot. Black Creek Golf Course, Peace Tree Road, Peace Tree City, is that what I said? Chapel Hill. That's Douglasville. Every place, every point. I played a lot of these courses before, but like I said, these these folks here, these old folks, they 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 serious. They try to be serious with their stuff. That's probably gonna have to tighten this game up. My game's pretty tight now. If I put my mind to it, my game's pretty tight. If I put my mind to it, which I'm gonna have to do this year, I'm a, I can't. Uh, I think you're out there half-stepping, you know. I think you're out there half-stepping. I've got to really buckle up here. This thing is, these people are serious, you know. Well, I got some... I got some new clothes. I guess I'm gonna have to see <laughs> see if there's anything else I could <laughs> see if there's anything else I could get to uh, tighten my game up a little further. But I mean, you only get so good at that game if you ain't a if you ain't out there playing, practicing eight nine hours a day, which is what the PGA folks do. And they still, you know, a lot of them just shoot far. But uh, that game ain't easy. Uh, let's see, just hitting that little ball in a straight line. But people like Tiger Woods make it look easy. Locus Grove. It ain't easy, huh? Mm-mm. 
It ain't easy, let me tell you. I'm going to have to... uh, Come on, lady, you hit that ball too hard. I'm looking at the ladies out. Some ladies out there can play. Some ladies out there hit that barren ball a mile. It's amazing hit that ball a mile, you know. I got to see if, uh, uh, what putt I'm going to use. I've got several different putters, but I got to see which one I'm going to try to zero in on. Uh, whichever one it is, I have to, I have to commit to it. You have to commit to it, and then because uh, once that ball get on the green, you got to make sure you get that thing in that cup in two putts. Got to make sure you get that thing in that hole in two foot shell. Yeah, I mean, sounds simple, but Sounds simple, but uh, mm. who was that rolling that ball down? Was that mm. that guy rolled it in? Yeah, I got to get up and uh, see what uh, what part I'm going to be putting in play. What part I'm going to put in my bag. Tell you what, Mitt Romney better watch his back. <laughs> Mitt better watch his back, boy. Uh, well, I don't know. Mitt, Mitt's pretty safe. He's pretty safe, I guess. I don't know. These people are crazy. These people are crazy. 
Yeah, that was truly a bipartisan uh, effort to uh, remove the president. Democrats, Republicans, and the independents voted for his removal. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes two-thirds. It takes 67. They weren't going to get that. I mean, but... Uh, yeah. Hmm. Hey, uh, Facebook friend, what's going on? I was talking to some of my Facebook friends up in Ohio today, and they were talking about uh, some kind of snow. <laughs> some, hey, y'all, it's winter. <laughs> what you think? Hey, hey, they, they was actually shocked that they, uh, well, they say they haven't had a pretty mild winter, but uh, <laughs> some of them was getting snow and more was on its way in. Hey, that's what y'all do. You know, that's what, that's what you do up there in OH-10, y'all. You can't be shocked about a little snow in, in February. You're in the middle of winter. What you, you're in the middle of winter, y'all. And you're talking about, that's why they was shocked. Well, no, they didn't say they were shocked. They didn't say that. Let me. They didn't say nothing about being shocked. They just said it was. <laughs> they was expecting snow, and they was uh, hadn't had that much snow this. Uh, they hadn't had that much snow this uh, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. What is this, some kind of pro am thing here? Oh, yeah, it is pro am. Hmm. Let's see, I got something going on here. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I get a kick out of uh, uh, people coming down here this time of year, and I tell them, well, we got a tea time tomorrow or Monday or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, rubbing it in. We, we uh, but I don't know. I've been, uh, like I said, I talked to a couple of people. Uh, a guy from Chicago was talking about they haven't had that much snow. And I was, I know, I was talking to my nephew living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was, my dad was expecting snow up that way. So it's, They've had a mild winter up to this point. They've had a mild winter up to this point, y'all. That stuff could change in a hurry up there. That stuff could change in a hurry. Andrew Yang, now that guy running for president, he uh, uh, seemed to... uh, Pick his game up. He's he talk a pretty good game. I mean, he just can't catch traction for some reason. Yeah, but like I said, if he wind up being the candidate, I'll be out there a hundred percent behind him. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna try to t- tip the skills in the primaries one way or the other. Like I said, right now. So I'm just uh, wishing all of them at the best until. They pick a candidate. I know one thing. Barr need to go. That guy needs to get out of that Justice Department. That guy has nothing but a flunky for uh, the president. He's nothing but a flunky for the president, yeah. He is nothing but a flunky for the president. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. That guy needs to be out of there. I, uh, um, I, I'm just, uh, well, no, I'm not. I know what the deal is. The demographic of the country is changing, and people somehow think that uh, they can put the devil in charge and uh, keep it the same. Can't do it. The devil ain't no, had no kind of power like that. Uh, <laughs> if they... They want to put the uh, uh, make their bed with the devil. That ain't gonna work, huh? You can't make your bed with the devil and hope to uh, this divinely created country. <laughs> Yet you want to all of a sudden uh, uh, you're running scared for some reason. Uh, you want to make you uh, be it with the devil? Wow. <laughs> mm. I don't know. 
People in Gresham Park, what is this about? People in Gresham Park share. White judge placed on administrative leave. White judge placed on administrative duty after calling black woman juror in a head rep, a head rep, Aunt Jemima. Yeah, you know where I am. It's crazy. Mm. Hey, y'all. Uh, that's just about going to do it for the Hushville out here this evening. We'll be back next next uh, week, same time, same station, y'all. February 20th. That's February 15th, y'all. Hushville, get it together. What is it? Fifteenth, yeah. We'll be back out here. Tell a friend about the Hushville Black Forum, y'all. We're still celebrating uh Black History Month. I think we're gonna dedicate the whole show next week to Black History. We'll throw in a few political uh comments, but next week we're gonna dedicate to Black History the entire show, yeah. We're gonna do a thing on it. I'm gonna teach you some little known black history facts, yeah. Hey y'all. Until then, you got me, Hushmo. We're going to cut this thing loose here. Y'all be good until we see you again. Ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.